Welcome back to your daily dose. It's your old pal, Nick. As the old saying goes, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That is true. But I also remember every single one of the shots that I missed. Oh, and it tends to affect my next shot. On this episode, Bob and I talk about how we keep track of our mistakes and why sometimes it's good to just toss them out. Enjoy. If I hear a good joke, I want to save it and savor it and tell it to my friends. What's a, what, so what's a package joke? A package joke is like, it's something that somebody else wrote. Got a, you know, it's got a punchline. It's got mm. a setup. It's, it's something that's not organic. You know, as opposed to, I'm more of an observational humor guy. I like to draw whatever's going on in the environment and make fun of that. Uh, but, you know, there are people who, you know, work package, package jokes. Uh, you know, a, a priest, a rabbi, and, uh, and uh, Follows imam a formula. walk yeah. into a bar kind of a thing. Yeah. We have a formula that we do at SAC, which kind of turns that formula on its hair called 99 Jokes where it's 99 blanks walk into a bar. I bet you'd be really good at this. I don't know. I saw some really good people do that once. And it was a, I think it was a horse walks into a bar. Oh, yeah. It was the one that they did. And James Newport was there. <sighs> and some of the other, you know, older school guys. I think Jay was there. Lyle. Lyle Moon. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Megan White. And uh. they were just... That was my oh. original crew. That was the people that when I came into SAC, yeah. they were the ones rocking the stage all the time. They were they were my idols at the time. So yeah, 99 jokes. But it's the essence is really, it's just puns, right? Yeah. It's just whatever it is. Horse would be very rich. There are some times, though, I put my loved one uh, students on stage just a week ago, and they played 99 jokes. And there are a couple of things that came out of the audience that they didn't know what to do with, which yeah. is hard. Because sometimes be a you, little just, bit harder. you draw a blank, yeah. you know? So I, I have drawn many blanks in my life. I never stop there, actually, I, if I move on from the blank. But I, I've been there many times. I'm pretty used to it. How long does it take a level one student, or do they learn this? Because it's an eight-week program. It's yeah. an eight weeks at level one to be able to move on to the next scene without thinking about the last scene, being able to throw <laughs> that away. Yeah, well, I've been into this for like 20-something years, yeah. and I'm still trying to figure that out. It is, it, it is the great truth of improv that all scenes are mutually ex exclusive, right? Yeah. That one scene doesn't affect another scene, but that's total baloney because you are the common factor between those scenes. And if your self-perception is damaged in that first scene, you're going to carry that damaged self-perception to the it's second scene. It's hard to scene. rebound. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have to keep reminding yourself that this new scene has nothing to do with that last scene. This new scene is an opportunity to rock it out anew. But you still feel like if you're carrying the baggage of the old scene, it's very much a life metaphor, right? Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You have a miserable experience in one place. You kind of gear yourself up and gird yourself to have a miserable experience in the next place. But you're really screwing yourself in the process because you're robbing yourself of the possibility that it will all be perfect. You know? And going into it with that preconception, I think, really mars stuff. I have that problem at work. I feel like every time I screw up and it's somebody has seen it. Like I can screw up and no one sees it and everything's okay. But if I screw <laughs> yeah. up and people see it, especially people who might report to me or uh, rely on me for something, then I'm like, well, I got to burn this job down yeah. and <laughs> move on to the next one because there's no way I can recover from this. And yet, how many times have you not been able to recover from it? 
I mean, honestly, you've recovered from it more often than you haven't. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, for sure. But there will be a time, you know, there will be a time when that will come to be true, I'm sure. And that will completely blow all of your expectations from that point forward. It's just, yeah. I used to just imagine that there was this, like, imaginary hashtag or, or hash mark, right? Every time I did something like the marks on your soul. Oh, Did you yeah. ever have that visualization yeah. as a child that if you did something bad or you sinned, there was a black mark on your soul? So it was very visible, right? That they could see it. It's your scarlet letter shown for everyone. And if you get enough of those, the soul's black. You're gone. You're going to hell. Uh, so, yeah, I felt that way at certain times. But I'm, I've become an expunger, an eraser. I am become a cleaner of my own mistakes. So is it that you've done good and that's what erases the mistakes? I'm, or I'm you're just like, <laughs> I've learned, I learned from that. I think those, those are the two pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And I've moved on. What? Because what else can you do? I mean, really, if there is a, if there is anybody keeping track of all this stuff going on, right? It's like they have to be saying, okay, so what are their options really here? Okay, uh, I, I, if I can learn from it and I can do better, I can't go back in time, you know, because if there is a supreme being, they have not given me the power or the knowledge to be able to do that. So I always thought the whole concept of punishing people who were too ignorant was kind of a stupid thing, anyways. Yeah. It's like, that's just cruelty, right? You can't get it, so I'm going to punish you for not being able to get it. You know, so. It's probably why I don't have religion in my life right now. One of the reasons. One of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> also like to sleep in Sundays. Yeah, well, that's the main reason. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Hi, gang. It's Bob. I think it's a good thing to keep track of our faults. It can remind us of all the opportunities we have to do better. But I'm going to recommend that we don't stop at keeping track of all the things we do wrong. We would all do well to also pay attention to the many things we do right, the things that we rock at. It's an important counterbalance that can keep us from becoming devoured by our own self-judgment. Self-assessment is a useful tool, but self-judgment I can do without. Until next time, friends, thanks for listening.